Hello, welcome to uh, this podcast episode uh, where we explore uh, Fountainhouse members' experience with employment and work in general. I'm one of the co-hosts, Philip Williams-Cook. I am a member of Fountainhouse and the Media Tech Center. I'm also a certified recovery peer advocate and a certified peer specialist. I'm a consultant with various organizations uh, in New York City and the state. I just love uh, connecting with people in general. I'm a thriver, uh, not just a survivor. I'm a humanitarian, and I just love being an example of hope and light in a world that seems to be dark, a tunnel that has no ending. And so I hope that this series about work and the other uh, podcast uh, episodes will provide uh, hope and inspiration to you and to all people that you come in contact with. And now I'd like to introduce my co-host, Zeus Walton. Hello, everybody. I'm Zeus Walton. That's right, the co-host. Thank you, Philip. I'm a visual artist, a performance artist, a community organizer and activist. I also have certification into peer specialist, certified recovery coach. I've been over 35 years in the 12-step movement. I'm a certified not a protocol acupuncturist and a Reiki master. And I'm a fierce navigator from mental illness to mental wellness. And I'm about to enter the world of narration, audiobook reading, and voiceover work. I'm very excited about what's yet to come. Thank you. We hope uh, that you enjoy these voice recordings. Uh, this is from uh, members at Fountain House that will be sharing uh, their experience with employment throughout their lives. Enjoy. My name is David Rhines. I'm in the Media and Tech Center at Fountain House. I've been a member since 2009. So employment has been huge in my life, basically because it, I always felt, you know, proud to have a job. And even though, like, my first job was in an ice cream parlor in my hometown of Marblehead, Massachusetts. Um, I worked there for about two years, maybe three years, scooping ice cream, and it was really stressful. I still have nightmares about it. And then uh, what else? I I worked in a pizza shop. I worked as a delivery man. Uh, Recently, Fountain House has gotten me several jobs, of which I'm very thankful. Really, Fountain House is Jeez, they've gone out, you know, on a limb for me on so many occasions. I really owe them. I uh, they got me a job as a chef in a restaurant in Midtown Manhattan. Uh, restaurant Patrick was the name of it. I worked there for about a year and a half. Made the most money I've ever made, and it was a really good learning experience. I worked as a food delivery person again for Jackrabbit Deliveries, which is an operated by Fountain House. That was a weird job because I had to ride a bike all around the city and deliver food. And it was it was kind of scary actually riding a bike through the city. And but anyways, now I'm working as a warm line operator for the Fountain House Warm Line. That's it's actually really fun. I like to talk to people and I like to you know hear their stories and help them maybe solve problems if they if they want help. I mean I'm happy to do it. And it's it's really it's a very engaging job. And I also I'm cooking again, working cooking for the Wanaki residents at Fountain House. And I am also working as a publishing assistant at Turtle Point Press, which is a publishing company that operates in Brooklyn. And all of these jobs I got through Fountain House, so I'm really thankful for that. Right now I'm working over 40 hours a week. 
Thank you very much, and take care. Bye. You know, I have to say that Dave's story is sort of similar to mine. I just value, as Dave does, you know, the service industry because it's a chance for, you know, those who are working in the service industry to to be around people and to connect with people and to do a service in anywhere from, you know, delivering food to, uh, you know, making food and serving it. And I just love the, uh, the enthusiasm that Dave has explaining his uh, experience with his employment. You know, also, uh, you know, saying briefly how scary it was, but it speaks also to the resilience level that all of us has in struggling with employment or lack thereof, you know, as a, one of the tools uh, in our recovery. Now I'd like to turn it over to uh, Zeus. Wow. Dave's clip was really amazing for me. I love that he's such a people person and he's been a people person since he first began work at the ice cream parlor in his hometown. It was festive and enriching to listen to his vibe around working and how excited he is around engaging with people and being in the company of others and his generosity and his just his the kind of ways that he's developed himself over the years as a Fountain House member and his gratitude that he has for Fountain House going out on the limb and getting him all of these awesome jobs where he continues to work with people and keep coming contact with different human beings and the way he's expressing his own humanity and his own generosity and his own you know humanistic principles that he values is just superb in every way and I was delighted to just be a witness today's work in this world and as a person and a survivor of mental illness that he you know now works 40 hours a week in so many different capacities where he continues to engage with people and and with the public. He's just um, just a hero at heart. Thank you so much. Next up, we're going to hear uh, an incredible story from Judy, also uh, a member of the Media Tech Center at Fountain House. Yes, this is Judy. I worked almost all my life and um, it's provided me with stability and structure. Uh, I, I uh, suffer from anxiety and depression, and I've had suicidal tendencies uh, since adolescence. And being at work and working full-time as a computer programmer distracted me from disturbing inner feelings that I had and gave me the focus to be able to uh, really engage in problem solving and it's been wonderful. I I had to really uh, engage in, in studying and, and relearning technology. I, I was in computers since its infancy. I, I, I learned. I, my first programs were on computer cards and the technology has engaged me. I'm, I'm good at it. And it made me, it has given me a, a, a feeling, a structure, a focus to be able to grow, to be able to um, distract myself from 
my feelings of self-worth and to give me a new feeling of, of confidence. And I, I've suffered anyway with problems of confidence and anxiety and depression throughout my life. I've, and I've been in and out of, of, of depression, but I, I found that while working, I, I would definitely grow and, and feel better. Um, I've had jobs up until I went on disability, and now working in in, uh, in, in a work order day in Fountain House, I'm feeling a, a renewed sense of confidence and and and, uh, and the feeling of, of of growth. I'm hoping to pursue uh, new opportunities even in my senior years in, in retirement. And I, I feel very good about engaging and, and uh, still uh, learning and growing technically, and, and which is important for me as uh, a retired computer programmer. Anyway, thank you. Judy touched on three themes that I thought uh, was really neat. You know, computer programming. I remember, um, you know, in the early 80s when computer programming became, uh, you know, popular, the concentration level that a computer programmer has, you know, when creating a uh, software, you know, and operating systems, uh, it's very tedious work, very involved work where your focus uh, has to be sharp. And I understand completely how paying attention to detail can distract oneself from symptoms of depression and anxiety because, you know, as a computer programmer, you have to be completely focused and engaged in that process. She touched on the, uh, what is called the work order day at Fountain House, where it resembles a job, a nine to five job. Uh, members complete tasks and we can come in and out of a unit or several units as much as we want or as less as we want. But the point is that work order day uh, for most members, if not all, provides some sort of structure a purpose to get out of bed in the morning. So um, it's very neat that uh, Judy mentioned uh, the work order day uh, as an important part of her life. And the fact that, you know, she is a senior and still engaging in the community and bettering herself through various professional and personal activities, something that I hope to strive for when I get older. Your thoughts, Zeus? Yeah, Judy, she really nailed it as a a woman pioneering in non-traditional work. I certainly identify with that as a person with a background in, in carpentry and cabinet making, as a railroad worker, a hustler driving trains on the railroad and being diagnosed with mental illness and that impacting my work, but also using many forms of distraction um, for Judy, she was using problem solving as a computer program, as a method of engagement and keeping her mind centered and focused on her work versus allowing the mental illness to override and take over her. And the way that she used it to structure uh, a new life for herself and to focus on new things it was an amazing revelation for me. I really enjoyed listening to her and also how she used the work order day at Fountain House to um, accomplish a renewed sense of confidence and, and growth in herself as she matured in age and in her confidence in her abilities to pursue technology in different ways and that she's still growing and developing herself in a technical way 
really is a profound testament of moving ahead of the curve of mental illness in a place where people have always said that once we are mentally ill, that's it. But now we know that that's not true. Judy's story, my story, and other stories are true testament to the profundity of we have mental illness. It doesn't have us. And we are moving forward in technology, in media, and in ways that might not have been available had it not been for the accountability of others like staff and community and other people doing the same thing in profound ways. Thanks. I just want to uh, ditto what uh, Zeus said. I am so proud how far uh, women has come uh, in roles like technology that has been traditionally male-dominated uh, professions, and we haven't seen anything yet. You know, women are on the rise uh, in fields like technology and all the other uh, professional fields uh, that has been dominated by men for so long. Next up, we have uh, a voice clip from Gail. Take a listen. Hi, my name is Gail D. My experience with employment was a roller coaster. It was up and down. I felt that um, before my diagnosis, I was more confident. I went, I got jobs. I would say on the books, you know, that paid decent. I never got a benefit because I was always on um, Medicaid, fortunately. And then eventually I got SSI and SSD. And I, then I went to Ready to Work program. And then I, um, I did arts and ends, like babysitting, modeling. I preferred off-the-book jobs. And nine-to-five jobs, for me, didn't really work out because I, I couldn't tell my employer that I had to go to the doctor or I had an appointment somewhere for my physical or mental um, issues. So I really enjoy working flexible hours. You know, having my own schedule is very important to me. I feel people with mental health issues should have flexible hours because they go to doctors often or if they have to take off for a mental health day, it's very important. Also, if you're on SSI or SSD, I think you should be able to work when you can on, on, the, on those benefits. They feel like um, working when you want, when you when you can. Everybody has a different bi- biological clock, so I think it's very important to to work when you can. And if, if you're tired or you need a day off, it's good to take off. Having your own set schedule is very important. If it works for me. It could work for you. I really admire just the candidness and the honesty of Gail that, you know, disclosing uh, mental health diagnoses in the workplace you know, is very challenging for so many uh, people who uh, have a mental health diagnosis, also a substance use diagnosis. Uh, I know that, you know, for some people, disclosing um, the mental health diagnosis could be, uh, you know, seem problematic. I also uh, admire the fact that, you know, Gail took that acknowledgement and she turned it into gold. I also like the fact that she said, we deserve a break. Yes, you know, 
we have challenges in life, but, you know, let's not beat ourselves up, give ourselves grace, you know, a break, take time to care for ourselves, but also do things and activities that, you know, give us purpose, you know, meaning, uh, joy and happiness. And so I just like the combination of all those uh, words, that language that Gail used to describe her uh, work experience. And now, uh, Zeus, for her thoughts. Yeah, thank you, Philip. I, I, yeah, Gail's response was just amazing to me. You know, she, she talked about the roller coaster of employment and how she experienced the ups and downs of it and the impact of mental illness on her confidence. I certainly identify with that. You know, after my diagnosis, my confidence really, really plummeted. And it's taken a very, very long time to continue to muster confidence in different areas like work, like wellness, like well-being. And she talked about nine to five work week, how it didn't work for her. I love a woman with a made up mind of how things are working or things are not. What's in, what's out. And she talked about what it meant for her to be engaged in flex time, which enhanced her mental wellness. There's nothing wrong with a woman with a side hustle either. She talked about knowing that she could work off the books and that helped her life go better and make her life work better for her and how she takes her self-care seriously with doctor's appointments and time off and her, her use of benefits and you know, that and how that affected her life. It really made a huge difference to, to hear this clip of hers. Thanks. Next up, we have uh, a voice recording from Sean. Let's take a listen. Hello, my name is Sean Guffey. I got my first job when I was 13 years old, and I always defined myself by the work I did. For a long time, I was a teacher, and I was very proud of that. But as my illness got worse, I was less able to work, and I finally had to uh, file for disability five years ago. And after that, I hid myself. I didn't go out in public. I tried to meet other people because I was afraid they would ask what I did, and I would have no answer. I was isolated and ashamed. Since coming to Fountain House, and joining the education unit, I've had the chance to create and teach a course. I didn't even know if I could still do it, but now I am a teacher again, and I've volunteered for other jobs in our unit, and I've completed them, and I feel needed. Now I can honestly tell myself and others that I have a job. And this job allows me to help other people and myself at the same time, and I'm very grateful for that. Work is uh, extremely important. Thanks for the opportunity just to tell this little story. Take care. Bye. You know, uh, ever since I got to know Sean uh, maybe a few weeks ago, he's such an incredible person. And, um, you know, he touched on something that, you know, is dear to my heart and I'm about to do again as well, and that's teaching. 
you know, Sean had mentioned that he had a career as a teacher and then he uh, was sidelined by mental health challenges. Uh, but he always had that passion to be a teacher, you know, in him. It's kind of like riding a bike, I believe. You know, once you learn how to do it, it's like it's always going to be with you, even if you depart from it from a little while for whatever reason. And I'm just so thrilled and happy that when he joined Fountain House, that he gets to relive, you know, his passion, which, like I said, has always been with him and inside of him. And I'm just so thankful that, you know, he started teaching again. It's a government class uh, for the education unit. And he's very, very knowledgeable about, you know, U.S. government, you know, the Constitution, you know, how, you know, the federal government, you know, works. So, you know, it's a fantastic class. And he brings in, uh, you know, principles of peer support, you know, being person-centered, you know, making a connection with his, his students before he starts teaching, you know, material, which is dear to my heart, too. Uh, the very heart of peer support, in my mind, is to make a genuine connection with another person or a group of people. You know, by saying, hey, how you doing? You know, is everything okay? You know, is there anything that, you know, you want to talk about? You know, before actually getting to the notes and the bolts of the class. And I, I really love that philosophy. And I see that in Sean. Now I'm going to get Zeus' thoughts on Sean's uh, voice recording. Yeah, thanks, Phil. I, too, really was impacted by Sean's clip. You know, he was defined by his work that he did and... You know, I have that same experience being defined by the work that I did and also being hidden away after being diagnosed. You know, I did the same thing that I hid myself away because I didn't want people to know, like Sean, what was happening with me that I wasn't working anymore. And it was a very traumatic experience. And now he's a teacher. He's a teacher again you know, in his life where he feels needed. And he's someone who also got a job through Fountain House and it allows him to help other people and makes the kind of difference in his life that he always wanted. You know, I think rebirthing oneself through support and community can make a huge difference. Helping you be open-hearted, connecting with others life to life, making yourself known to other people, having them known to you, you know, reclassifying yourself as a person contributing to humanity and being productive in society, even with mental illness, that it's no longer the defining mark in your life, that you're actually able to supersede that space and go on to do the unimaginable. And that's something that people with mental illness could not have even dreamed about years ago. And we're making such strides in work and in our humanistic development that, you know, life continues to go well with the right kind of support and the right kind of community around us. Thanks. Yes, that was great. Our last uh, voice recording is from uh, Jesse. Take it away. I uh, hope you enjoy.
my name is Jesse. I've been a Happy Found House member since September 2010. It wasn't easy, but the reason why I'm calling this number and putting myself on the podcast to say that it is possible for someone who's diagnosed with mental illness to to work full-time. And I, I believe that with the proper support and taking the right amount of time, it, it could happen. When I first started working at Found House, I would work four hours a week, and now 10 years later, I'm working 40-plus hours a week, sometimes 50 hours a week. So I just want to say to everybody that with the, with the proper support that Found House gives, it's possible, no matter you know, what your mental illness is or, or whatever else you might um, be encountering. So I just want to say there is hope. So thank you. Bye. Uh, this guy I say is a, a fantastic recording. This is like uh, a coach getting his team ready to, to go play a game. And it's like, you can do this. Like, And with the proper supports, you know, the coach saying, guys got this, you know, I got your back, you know, go out and do your thing. Uh, whatever happens, I'm going to be there. And this is the vibe that I'm getting from Jesse's clip. Pretty much a, a motivational uh, speech to, uh, you know, get ready to go to work, get ready to uh, live your life on your own terms. So I thought that was very beautiful. Uh, Zeus, your thoughts? Yeah, Jesse really helps to drive home the point of what's possible. You know, he, in 10 years, you know, he went from working four hours a week and 10 years later, he's working 40 hours, sometimes 50 hours. He's not alone. He's engaged. And he made it his point to reinvent himself, even with mental illness. And I think that that's an admirable trait. That's an admirable um, development in his life. I love the fact that he held out hope, not just for himself, but for others who are even considering working, that it is possible. And he made it a point of saying that with the right kind of support, with community around you, any, any, anything is possible. And I so agree with him um, with respect to Fountain House in particular, because that's been my experience. And, you know, I'm headed towards um, narration work, voiceover work, audio book reading work, and I couldn't be more excited about the prospect of re-entering the work field. So I'm excited about his, um, his story and also about my own. Thanks a lot. I just want to say uh, in summary, you know, the message is clear. Anything is possible, you know, with the right supports, uh, whether it's within yourself or you're reaching outside of yourself, you know, into community. And um, I know I can speak for Zeus when I say that that Fountain House for us has been a huge part, you know, of our success in life. And we're only just getting started. The level of resilience, and I can't stress this enough, that we as Fountain House members and staff, uh, the resilience level has just been so high. And that's just a microcosm in my mind of the countless thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of Americans whose lives has been altered and changed you know, as a result of a public health crisis, as a result of a mental health pandemic that has been plaguing our country. However, many of us have found the strength to rise up above our negative circumstances 
to accept that they're there, but realizing that it's possible to lead and live a successful, happy, joyous life and still be able to not only just accept our current circumstances, but you know, to deal with them within ourselves and amongst community. I just want to uh, thank uh, all the listeners out there for taking time out of their schedules to listen to uh, this important message. And we're just getting started. So uh, enjoy this podcast and there will be uh, more podcasts to come. Any last thoughts, uh, Zeus? Yes, the voices within are the voices of our community of the Fountain House from the Clubhouse International uh, circuit and that we are survivors and thrivers that are contributing to the prosperity that's available in our society. Thank you. Working all day just trying to get by Ever clocking and stand there and wonder why You're just a working stiff If you'd like to get in touch with us regarding this podcast or have any questions or concerns for the voices within, just email us at fhstudios at fountainhouse.org. The music in this podcast was used with permission from Guillermo Davila and Isa Abraham. The views expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent the views of Fountain House.